And the Emmy goes to The Handmaid's Tale! Big win for The Handmaid's Tale, big win for Hulu, big win for the internet with content on the internet uh, showing some big nominations and that big win. Lucas Shaw joins us right now as a Bloomberg News Entertainment reporter, as well as Brad Edgate, who's an analyst, covers the sector. And Brad, let me start with you. I mean, uh, well, for both of you, I mean, you can't be in Los Angeles and not see the signs that content is in, and is just everywhere and that there's all kinds of um, alternative places for content to go and be made. But this seems like it's a big win for all of them in a certain way. Yeah, I, I think it's it's really a very competitive space right now. I mean, you know, there's seven nominees, and you know, especially best drama because that that's really the category that you want to win. Um, you know, FX counts the number of original scripted entertainment shows, and last year it's 445. But the internet or or, or streaming video is really fueling the growth in that space. And this year we we could hit 500 original shows, so it's very competitive. It is very competitive. And, you know, who who would have thunk Lucas Shaw, Hulu, right, which was initially about watching reruns online, that they have such compelling original content? Yeah, I mean, they were they were behind Netflix and Amazon in this race to, you know, make big shows. Netflix was out there with, with House of Cards uh, and Orange is the New Black way before Hulu had anything that people wanted to watch. Handmaid's Tale was really their first breakthrough hit. Uh, and it's not even clear how many people watched it just because you don't have those those viewer numbers. But, you know, the political themes in it seem to resonate with viewers. And then going, to, going on to win the best drama is going to be huge for them in kind of attracting more top writers, actors, producers, and, and so on. And I can I just say that, ahead. I mean, I've, I've actually watched the series, and it, it's phenomenal. But it's also, they've been pretty aggressive in terms of marketing in, in New York subways. Like, they're, you know, on the polls, there's all these advertisements you know, uh, for The Handmaid's Tale. So, you know, they've been out there, you know, to try and, you know, really kind of uh, line up, um, you know, viewers, if you will. Brad, you know, it's, it's really a changing well, look, world. Can, we, can I add to that? I was, yeah. I was at, a, at the house yeah. of an Emmy voter. Uh, a few weeks ago in, in L.A., and, and his place was, he's an agent, and it was just full of all these DVDs and all this, like, tchotchkes that, that, that all the studios and all and, and Netflix and Amazon, and, yes, Hulu had sent uh, him as an Emmy voter just tons of stuff trying to woo that vote. More money. Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, yeah. Please go ahead, Brad. No, I was just going to say, it, it just points out really competitive. And, and you know, Lucas' point, you know, 10 years ago when, when News Corp and NBC launched Hulu, they, they, people were calling it clown company, and they didn't think, you know, these two, you know, traditional media companies could launch something like, like a streaming video service. But clearly 10 years later, you know, the left laugh is on them because, because they, they really, you know, you know, up their game with with, uh, with Handmaid's Tale, and 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 to Carol's point too, I think they get a lot more subscribers, and it'll be interesting to see what their global distribution is, because they're only in the U.S. and yeah. Japan, whereas Netflix is in 190 markets around the world. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they're owned by four really big studios, and you know, getting content and getting uh, A-list type talent is it shouldn't be that that difficult for them in the years ahead. Stephen Colbert, who hosted the Emmys last night, he. Um 
said there have never been more platforms. You've got broadcast, cable, Amazon, YouTube, Hulu, Vudu, Netflix, Vitamix. These days, everybody loves streaming video. I mean, Lucas, who, so who are the real winners? Is it that, you know, we, we've, for years I feel like said, if you content, content, content providers, they are the winners. Are they the winners? Is it some of these streaming services? Who is it? Or, or stay tuned, we're not quite sure yet. Ultimately, who wins the most in this, uh, you know, uh, programming world? Well, I would say that the the winner is the the TV writer and producer. You though you do have to work harder to make a huge fortune because you know the, those those you don't have half of America watching one show, and so if you get a show on CBS today, it's not the same as it was 20 years ago, but you can now sell to so many different places, and most of those places, because they want you to work with them, are going to offer you not only a pretty good payday, but also a lot of creative freedom. So if you're someone who you know, w- wants to take a project out into the market, it's a lot easier to start a bidding war between Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, HBO, Showtime, than it was before. You just have more buyers. Uh, and so, I, you know, I was speaking with the, one of the guys who works with Shonda Rhimes, who just made a big deal with, with Netflix. And he was saying that when he started as an agent, he had to choose with his clients. He said, you know, you can either have creative freedom and make whatever project that you want, or you can make a lot of money. But you can't have both. Mm-hmm. And now there's a possibility to, to have both. Brad, were there other winners uh, here in terms of media properties? Yeah. I, I think cord cutters are winners because you know I mean the three Netflix series are up for uh, for best uh, drama and and Hulu won and and you could certainly watch a couple of those series like uh, you know Game of Thrones and others on HBO although Game of Thrones wasn't nominated so those I mean you might see those people who are thinking about you know cutting the cord or, or maybe uh, you know just kind of maybe uh, you know cutting part of their cable bill you know they, this is another reason there's great content on streaming video that you don't need to to be a subscriber to so I think from a consumer perspective if you're a cord cutter you have you have some great content at at your fingertips what about HPO, which I think for such a long time, Brad, uh, was kind of a go-to for great, uh, riveting content, you know, content that really pushed the edge? Yeah, it was interesting that, that uh, Hulu spends about $2.5 billion a year on content, which, which is a pretty big number. That's pretty much what HBO spends on. And, and you know, they still had more nominees than anyone. They still came away with more Emmys than anyone. Um, but, you know, Game of Thrones is on its way out. Um, Vice is on its way out. You know, these series only last like The Sopranos. They only last about seven or eight seasons. So they're constantly trying to replenish, in, you know, their, their shows and in, in, in development. And, and so I think that, you know, this is they're going to be heading into a transitory period in, in, in the next year or two and see if they can come up with a, another bullpen of, of breakout shows that are critically acclaimed and, and can continue you know, their subscriber counts, yeah. particularly in, in the streaming area. All right, guys, we got to run. Uh, Brad Adgate, thank you so much. Independent media analyst, uh, formerly with Horizon Media, uh, on the phone in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And our own Lucas Shaw, check out his story at Bloomberg.com. Lots of great information uh, about what's going on in the Emmys last night. Lucas Shaw, entertainment reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us from our bureau in Los Angeles. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master live at Bentley University in Waltham, Massachusetts.